This is Radio Influence. Football fans, it's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close, if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, T.J. Reed. Well, it is another week, another edition, another November edition of Three Dog Thursday. We've got history being made all over the place. Who'd have thunk the Chicago Cubs would win a World Series after 100 years? Who would think that the president is an unconventional businessman that had never held political office before. That upset happened. You talk about underdogs. Donald Trump is definitely the underdog of the year, if not the underdog of the century, for ending up as president of the United States. And then you have what we do, which is try to figure out the underdogs in college football and the NFL. Hello. Hope you're doing well. Hope we do better this week trying to pick those doggies. I am your somewhat capable host. He is Kevin Rogers of VegasInsider.com, senior handicapper and writer. Good to be with you. Okay, so if it's an omen for this week with Trump uh, pulling off the shocker, the underdog shocker to win the election, what are we in store for on the football field in college and the NFL, Kevin, with the underdogs? Because that was the un- the ultimate underdog uh, in that election. Man, I'll tell you, 2016, I mean, you had the Cavs come back from 3-1 to one against the Warriors. Even though the Cubs were the favorite, they were down 3-1 to one of the Indians, and they still won, and then Donald Trump. <laughs> beats Hillary Clinton, where it seemed like he had absolutely no chance to win. He won the state of Florida, which was key, and he ended up uh, pretty much running away with it. So, yeah, I guess I guess what you'll learn is, I mean, we always say in sports that uh, you never know what can happen. In this election, you felt like it was a slam dunk for her, and she lost. So I guess we can go to the anything can happen, unless it's Alabama playing. Alabama's going to yeah, win every yeah. game. It passed that. Anything can happen. Very true. There are two givens, three givens in life right now, death, taxes, and Alabama in regular season games, it seems like, uh, with the way that they play. And, uh, boy, that was, it was refreshing to actually see two teams play defense for that entire game the other night. So much of college football in particular, Kevin, quick comment, is a track meet of 49 to 48. That game was nothing, nothing to the fourth quarter. I, I need that every once in a while. I need to see that somebody can play defense, and both of those teams were playing defense the other night. Yeah, and LSU definitely gave uh, Alabama some fits. Unfortunately, LSU couldn't get in the end zone or even get on the you know get on the scoreboard really. But uh, you know, just quick note on LSU: you look at them with the season they've had. They really don't have great quarterback play. Leonard Fournette struggled, and then he he ran the ball better. And then obviously Alabama has his number. But you look at LSU: who they lost to? Wisconsin by a few points. Auburn by a few points. Alabama was scoreless going to the fourth quarter. So. Like, they've lost to really good teams in close fashion that, you know, you could say a play here or a play there. We saw at the end of the game against Auburn, they had a touchdown that was taken away, some clock issues that, you know, they've been pretty close to a team that maybe could have been, you know, in the in the running for the SEC championship. And chances are they won't get there because Alabama will. But you look at it. Is that not the best three-loss team or one of the best three-loss teams we've ever seen? Yeah, they look pretty good, but they they still have issues um, across the board. All right, well, we have to be better because we were not as good uh, last week. Uh, Neither one of us able to come through with an underdog. I'm not going to gloss that over because we've been very good up until that point. Again, five straight weeks, I had picked two of three underdogs. 
I, I came up with a donut last week, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My Bucks awful on Thursday night football. Northwestern was in the game with Wisconsin in the fourth quarter, down by only a touchdown, but ends up getting beat 21-7. And then I lost the Titans on Sunday when Marcus Mariota was turning it over. You had Cal, and unfortunately... Washington was highly motivated. Cal defense, not very good. So that was ugly. North Carolina whacked Georgia Tech. You had the Rams, who had a one-score game with Carolina for a while before Carolina uh, finally was able to win uh, in that one, 13-10. So a uh, push for you on that one, getting three points with the Rams. But we're, we're going to do better this week, right? We're going to pledge to do better this week with a little uh, college football and NFL underdogs, correct, sir? Well, yeah, and also just quick note on that Rams game that uh, we know how bad the offense has been and how much they want to get the fans want Jared Goff in there and Jeff Fisher is not ready to turn the keys over yet to him. But if anybody watched the Rams-Panthers game where Case Keenum had them down on the drive, they kicked the field goal that Case Keenum threw, threw a pass to Lance Kendrick, oh. the tight end, oh. like wide open, and he just dropped it and he said, Mike, goodness like if you i mean this offense has been so bad like those are plays you gotta make and you're just wide open in the end zone and it was like jackie smith in the super bowl yeah, i mean bad. it's like come on like nobody's near and you to so. your point later in the game on the fourth down play down 13 to 10 i'm sorry 13 3 they had to score it was surprising they didn't kick a field goal on fourth and long fourth and goal fourth and long and uh, Kenny Britt made an incredible turnaround catch that was ten times more difficult than the catch you're talking about. This is the NFL. you got to make those plays, especially when you're wide open. I'm with you. Yeah, and you know something really quick with the Rams. I know that you saw them, that they went to Tampa, and they beat the Buccaneers, and they actually had a great offensive performance. I know they had a defensive touchdown in that game, too. But uh, it, I, I would say it's been a bit of a disappointment, them going out to Los Angeles so far. And then nothing's really changed with Jeff Fisher and the quarterback plays isn't great. And Todd Gurley has taken a step back this year. It seems like that they just really haven't been that impressive so far. And the offensive line hasn't been uh, very good either uh, for the Rams. But enough about the Rams. Let's move on to this week. Let's move on to college football first. We'll save some NFL predictions for our second segment coming up. As always, I like to give you the floor. So give me a college underdog for this week. I mean, when we look at, uh, you know, some great teams in college football, this match is not one of them. And it's <laughs> Iowa State and Kansas playing in Lawrence. <laughs> and you know what? Look, these teams have combined for two wins. But I'll tell you a couple things. Number one, Iowa State's been good against the number recently. They hung with Oklahoma on a Thursday night game, and they lost to home as a big dog. But Iowa State, they, they've done this this year, where they hung against Oklahoma. They've blown a couple of big leads at home in losses. They're covering these numbers. Now you're laying nine and a half at Lawrence against a Kansas team that, yeah, I get it, that basketball season starting for the Jayhawks, that no one's paying attention to the football team. But they've been more competitive, if that means anything. And they hung with TCU at home in a close loss. They hung with Oklahoma State into the second half and lost that. They're in some of these games against much better competition at home. Now you're getting nine and a half against an Iowa State team that can't hold any leads. And Iowa State so far this year, they've already lost, uh, you know, once at home as a favorite. And they did cover against San Jose State. But I just have no faith really in this Iowa State team to, to lay this kind of wood where Kansas, 
at least has been somewhat competitive. I mean, I would say it's been competitive too, but now you're flipping the roles where they're laying you know, nearly 10 points on the road. I think it's ridiculous. I'm going to take the points with Kansas. Wow. Only only Kevin Rogers. And again, you've you've preached this to us. You look for individual spots, matchups. You like this match, but only you would come up with two one and eight teams in November as an underdog game to feature and try to go Kansas Jayhawks. It's not a phenomenal slate of college games this week, but there are some more compelling games. They're proud of you in Lawrence, Kansas, and Ames, Iowa, that you at least are recognizing that those two teams are playing and at least trying to play and trying to do something uh, for this week. So you'll take Kansas and the points. Can I stay in the Big 12? I I am going to stay in that same conference. A couple of teams that have slightly more at stake and more to gain on this, West Virginia and Texas are going to be playing an early game in the Big 12 in Austin. And Charlie Strong has taken a couple of steps. I don't know that he's completely saved his job because after the Oklahoma loss, uh, he was cooked, basically. Uh, They didn't do it midseason, but the handwriting was on the wall. Well, now he has started to win a couple of games, and maybe, maybe if he wins in a situation like this with West Virginia, it could save his job. But I don't think it's happening, Kevin Rogers. I I like West Virginia's improved defense which we talked about earlier in the year. Uh, I also very much like Skylar Howard, the quarterback of West Virginia and the way he has played. Uh, the, the Mountaineers getting two points. I, I know Texas can score uh, with Shane uh, Bushler, um, uh, Shane Bouchel, I'm sorry, uh, throwing the football. Bouchel, the freshman, has been tremendous. They've got some weapons. I just don't think Texas's defense is that good. I think West Virginia's defense is better. And I will say let's go Mountaineers. I'll take them and the two points in Austin for that win. And dare I say, if West Virginia keeps winning and ultimately can win the Big 12, they may, may have a case to be in the four for the college football playoffs. So they got a lot more riding on this, much more significance uh, for them probably than Texas. And I think they come through at Austin. Give me a quick thought on what I just laid out there. I actually had on the site, I had uh, Texas last week against Texas Tech, so I watched a bulk of that game, and Charlie Strong almost gave away that game. Towards the end, they went for it on a fourth and one instead of taking the points of the field goal, and they turned the ball over back to a very powerful Texas Tech offense, but luckily Texas got an interception late. I mean, Longhorns, they've been up and down this year. I mean, we've seen that, and I feel like they've been that way under Charlie Strong. But now they're facing a much better defense. This isn't Texas Tech's Swiss cheese defense. This is... Excellent defense in West Virginia, and uh, I mean, it'll be a very good game. It will, and I, I just feel like with Texas, I don't know what I'm getting out of them every single week. You don't know which team that you're going to get, but uh, for West Virginia, obviously, they have a lot to play for here, and you're getting some points with them. And again, Shane Bouchel, if I didn't mangle that enough, the son of the former Major Leaguer Steve Bouchel can throw it. They have big play capability. I just like West Virginia in the spot. All right, so for the moment, are you good on college football, you're going to save it for two NFL, for two pro football underdogs in our next segment. Am I correct? How can I top Kansas Iowa State? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I don't, you know, once you once you've gone there, I don't know where else you can go in college football. So that means I've got to go uh, with a second college dog this week. I only like really one NFL underdog, so I'm going to go back to college football, and I'm going to go back to uh, a team that uh, I am very familiar with. I live in the Tampa St. Pete Clearwater area, USF Bulls. I'm going back to the American Athletic Conference. Kevin Rogers here on Three Dog Thursday. 
I, I, I love the offense of USF. Very explosive. They come off the bye week. The thing is, they don't play very much defense, and they were really exposed in that regard by Temple in a Friday night game back about uh, two and a half weeks ago, and then Navy, even in a win the following Friday night, Navy rolled up 500 yards and 45 points. USF almost blew a 28 to nothing lead at home. Their offense is explosive. Their defense is equally as bad, though, uh, this year. Poor tackling, out of position, giving up big plays. And this is a Memphis team that is unbeaten at home, that annihilated SMU last week. A good quarterback in Riley Ferguson. The Tigers need a win at home. And I like the spot. I can't figure out why this isn't a pick'em game or Memphis isn't somehow favored in this game with how bad USF's defense has been the last couple of outings. And remember, Florida State lit them up, and that's Florida State, but Florida State lit them up earlier in the year in September in Tampa. I will take Memphis Tigers, my alma mater. Go Tigers, go. Go Tigers, go. I think Riley Ferguson and the Tigers will put it on USF and win the game outright. Give me the three points and the Bulls. Do you, like me, expect a ton of points in this game, a track meet in this game? We'll probably see a lot of points. I've had a problem trying to figure out Memphis this year. I feel like in a lot of their games that I have been on the wrong side of them, the Temple game, that they got down early and came back, and they gave a late touchdown, the Temple got the cover. You know, last week, I admittedly, I did take SMU. I did ride them because Memphis hadn't covered a number for a while, and Memphis came out and destroyed them. So I really haven't had a good feel for Memphis uh, this season. So, I, I mean, I look at this game, and I do look at it as a toss-up. I really do because we know both teams can score. It's just about who can make stops at any kind of crucial moment. So uh, I'm staying away from it, but, uh, I gotcha. but good luck to you, sir. Again, uh, I called that Friday night Temple win over USF in Philadelphia kind of the same thing. I couldn't understand how USF was a road favorite in that game. Similar kind of thing here. The defense just scares me uh, too much. And again, I've, I've got a minute or two left here. We're not going to, for Three Dog Thursday uh, purposes, uh, take any of these games. But like Auburn-Georgia is the national CBS 330 game. Auburn is laying 10 points. Georgia's offense, not very good. Um, Auburn's quarterback situation has been up in the air. I'm fascinated to watch that one because Auburn still has an outside chance to hang in there and maybe win the SEC West in the Iron Bowl if they can find a way to beat Alabama. So, Kevin, I'm curious about that game uh, in the afternoon. And uh, and then Michigan is one of the primetime games. Michigan should roll uh, even though they are playing at Iowa. Jim Harbaugh has them going, and Michigan is laying 21.5 in that one. But, again, it's an Iowa team that's not very good, at least by Big Ten standards, and Michigan has been really good. you have a thought on either either one of those games as I throw that out there real quick for college football? Yeah, a couple of thoughts. Iowa, their offense has not been good, so I, I wouldn't be shocked if Michigan rolled them. And when you look at the uh, Georgia-Auburn game, you kind of wonder after Georgia you know, came back to beat Kentucky last week, do they have a little bit of momentum here down the stretch? I mean, the SEC East is still, it seems like it's open, uh, but at the same time, do you think they can kind of finish off the season with a little bit of momentum after starting slow? So that's kind of what I want in that game. Yep, and again, Washington will play USC at home. That's an enormous game for Washington to try to keep winning, and USC has seemingly found themselves 
uh, with Sam Darnold, the quarterback. So, again, those are just some of the other college games. We're not taking any of the underdogs in uh, in those. We are going to talk some pro football. Kevin, stand by. That's coming up straight ahead. Kevin likes an NFC North road doggy. I, on the other hand, like a road dog. Again, same scenario. I, I, I have trouble figuring why they are an underdog, even though they're on the road in the NFL. We'll talk about both of those when we come back. It is Three Dog Thursday. Stay with us. Is debt beating you down? You need discipline. You need the Debt Ninja. If you've been caught in a financial trap and need to be set free, then you need the Debt Ninja. Want to stop those harassing collection calls? Start saving thousands in interest and fees and get out of debt fast? Then you need to call the Debt Ninja. The Debt Ninja will find the best companies across the country that will help you consolidate all your bills into one easy payment, reduce your payments by 30 to 50%, and get you out of debt fast. If you have unsecured debt of $10,000 or more, such as credit cards, loans, or medical bills, call the Debt Ninja for a free 15-minute consultation. Call 800-839-5518. 800-839-5518. That's 800-839-5518. Call today. The Debt Ninja. Dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is TJ Reeves. Yes, we are continuing on a brand new edition of Three Dog Thursday, whether you're hearing us on RadioInfluence.com or subscribe as well. Hear this show through the two premier outlets on demand iTunes and Stitcher. You can subscribe to this show and it will automatically update in your account. For either one of those, you can follow us on Twitter at 3DogThursday to find out more about uh, when the show is on on Thursday morning and when it's available through RadioInfluence.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. We're great. Uh, we're grateful for everybody finding the show. The massive, massive audience increase in this 2016 season and a big jump from October to uh, from September, so we hope the jump will continue here in November. And again, rate this show. If you're on iTunes or Stitcher, spread the word about this show. Rate the show. Give us a favorable rating. Put the word out about us picking underdogs in college and uh, and pro football. And I'll call Kevin Rogers back in, senior handicapper and writer, VegasInsider.com. Uh, I know you echo what I'm saying. The audience is finding this show, and our job is to be better with the underdogs, give you some underdog selections to be proud of uh, against the number in college football and the NFL. But we're excited about the audience that's finding this show, Kevin. Yeah, and, you know, it's like anything else. It takes time, and, uh, you know, luckily this has been going on for a few seasons, and, uh, you know, you just keep on entertaining the people and hope you can pick some winners, and we just keep it going. And, you know, this football season already is halfway done. With the NFL and college, we're in the final month before the Bulls, so it just football season just moves along very, very quickly. And we've begun to understand some things, that's for sure. And you guys at VegasInsider.com uh, do a great job with the information, and we're trying to figure things out. So you've got the floor. You've got two underdogs remaining to pick out of pro football. Where do you want to go first, sir? The first game, or at least the first team I'm going to take uh, on Sunday in the NFL, is a team I really didn't believe in as far as their hot start, and now they've gone backwards, and now we'll see if they can get back on track as the Minnesota Vikings. They were 5-0. and Everything was great in spite of Teddy Bridgewater being out and Adrian Peterson out. 
They have a ton of injuries uh, offensively. However, though, they go to Washington this week. They play a Redskins team coming off a, a tie against the Bengals two weeks ago in London. And I look at the Vikings and I say, you know, throughout this losing streak, they lost at the end to Detroit, who this is a hard team to figure out, but Detroit's played well. They've come back in a lot of games, but they lost as a favorite at home. They put up a stinker against Chicago on Monday night uh, a few weeks ago, and again they lost at Philadelphia, which it seemed like an expected loss going out to play the Eagles. All three of those games the Vikings were favored. Now they're back in the underdog role for the first time since week three when they played Carolina on the road, and they took care of Carolina. Now they're back in the dog role. Mike Zimmer has been excellent as an underdog, uh, as head coach of the Vikings. And, you know, I look at Washington, and we talk about Dan Quinn, the coach of the Falcons, who had been horrible in the favorite role. And now uh, another guy, Jay Gruden, has not been great in the home favorite role as coach of the Redskins. He's just 2-7 and seven against the spread uh, when laying points at home. 1-1 one and one this year. They lost to Dallas back in week two, and they came back and beat Cleveland uh, a little bit later on. So, and, and Cleveland, we know, is over the world in the NFL this year, so really <laughs> that's not that big of a deal. But I just think that Minnesota here getting some points, you know, after they've been humbled the last few weeks, I think that uh, they can catch Washington here and beat them. What about the argument, and I think there are people screaming this at their, at their handheld device, uh, at their computer that are hearing us on Three Dog Thursday, what about the argument that the Vikings have been exposed, that Sam Bradford is Sam Bradford and the real Sam Bradford has now shown up the last three weeks? Does that not concern you, at least offensively? Remember, Norv Turner is now bailed out on this team as the play caller. Does it not concern you that maybe Minnesota is really what we've seen in the last three weeks versus the 5-0 and start? Well, look, like, like I've said too many times on this show, I was like to stress that this is not about Who's better in the overall? It's about who's better for this situation. And I feel like this situation dictates Minnesota simply because now this is just like what you said. People are bailing on them that, uh, you know, going to the Detroit game. Okay, now they're back. My feeling was, oh, they're back at home now. Now they're going to play better. And they end up losing in overtime. That now they're going back on the road. All of a sudden now, you know, now the spotlight's not on them anymore. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. The pressure is more on Washington. That Washington is in this NFC East race where Dallas is pulling away, yep. and you have yep. the Eagles, Redskins, and Giants all fighting for second place and all fighting for a wild card spot. That the pressure is really on them. Where the NFC North is wide open with those teams at the top. You know, you throw Chicago out. The other three teams are fighting for the top spot, and I think that with Washington, they need to keep winning to at least get a playoff position. Where Minnesota, they still have a shot to win this division. So. I think just getting points here is a good position with the Vikings. Okay, so Kevin goes Minnesota in the pros, and uh, that will take me to the next underdog, my third and final one. And and as you said, you pick spots. You look at spots. A couple of weeks ago, I went successfully with the New Orleans Saints at home because Seattle was the road favorite, and I had trouble understanding why the Seahawks would be the road favorite in that spot. I really like New Orleans, a very good home team traditionally under uh, Sean Payton and with Drew Brees at quarterback. So I liked that spot a couple of weeks ago. Now, when we talk defending champion Broncos coming in, Broncos coming in angry off of a Sunday night loss to what is really a good Raider team, an underrated Raider team that, that beat them Sunday night and is now 7-2. and two. I think it says more about the Raiders being good than Denver being bad. 
I, I I like Denver in this spot. I think New Orleans is due to have a game where Breeze is maybe off his game. New Orleans' defense is not that good. At the time we're talking, it's still uncertain whether Aqib Tlaib can play as a defensive back for the Broncos with the injured back. He's missed the last two games. He may, Kevin, be able to play in this game. That makes a big difference on covering the Saint receivers to pair him up with Chris Harris and the other defensive backs uh, for the Broncos if Tlaib is back. I'll take them anyway. I like Denver to bounce back. They have been mentally tough uh, on the road in past situations. They won earlier this year in Cincinnati. They beat my Buccaneers at home on the road. Um, They got some of their swagger back beating the Chargers a couple of weeks ago. I think the Saints are due to have a shaky game, and I don't read a lot into them wiping out a bad San Francisco team last week. They do come back home, but I like Denver plus the two here. Uh, still have Vaughn Miller to get after the quarterback. DeMarcus Ware back healthy to get after the quarterback off the broken arm. I think Denver does enough offensively uh, in the Superdome, and they beat the New Orleans Saints. Give me a quick thought on me going on the ledge, underdog. So, well, I mean, how, how big is the ledge, really? It's the Super Bowl champs. It's a two-point underdog at New Orleans. Well, the Saints, you know, that's another team that I don't know how much I trust them in the favorite role and obviously pulled away from a bad San Francisco team last week that plays absolutely no defense. And, you know, earlier this year, as a favorite at home, they lost outright to Oakland and they lost outright to Atlanta. And they gave a ton of points in those games. And now they're facing an elite defense in Denver. And I know they faced a pretty good defense in Seattle a few weeks ago at home. And, you know, maybe they caught Seattle off that Arizona game, yep. you know, a well, lot Seattle, of travel. Hey, in fairness, Seattle was winning that game early, and Seattle had chances to win that game late. It's not like New Orleans wiped them out, right, in fairness. No, exactly. No, no, you're right, exactly. And, you know, I just think that for New Orleans that, you know, is it the do, are they due to have a clunker uh, sooner or later? We just know they're not very good defensively. And I think the key is, like we saw with Denver at Cincinnati a few weeks ago, Trevor Simeon lit them up. If Trevor Simeon can have a somewhat decent game, I think the Broncos can have a will have a very good chance to to win that game. Yeah, they've got to get Demarius Thomas some more touches and Emmanuel Sanders in the past game. Devontae Booker's having to run the ball as a rookie. We'll see about the Broncos. All right, so that's my third underdog. That leaves you for the final one. And what is this? I see you're going to go Sunday night football. Is uh, is that correct for the uh, for the Cincinnati? Uh, Bengals in this matchup, actually Monday night football, excuse me, Monday night football, Bengals, Giants. Why Cincinnati for your third underdog, sir? Well, the Bengals are coming off that tie against the Redskins in London, and I went against the Redskins who were coming off the bye and coming off you know, some extra rest where I'm going with Cincinnati here for a couple reasons. That the Bengals so far, when you look at their three road losses, they've lost at Pittsburgh, healthy Pittsburgh, New England, and Dallas. All right, so you know those. There's nothing to be shameful about with those uh, with those defeats. And I kind of feel like the Bengals are in the same situation as the Panthers. That they got off to a slow start. They're eventually going to get it going. We've seen Carolina's won a couple in a row, and with Cincinnati, that if they could just kind of get some momentum in that AFC North, that that seems like the end of Rocky too. It's just a slugfest right now. That everyone's <laughs> on the mat trying to climb back up. You know, you throw the Browns out, everyone else is just trying to get to the top and no one wants it. So Cincinnati sees that it's still, you know, a chance to win that division. You look at the Giants, and for me, even though they're 5-3, and three, they snuck past Philadelphia. They jumped out to a big lead. The Eagles came back. They snuck past Philadelphia. Uh, 
you know, they came back to beat the Rams in London where they got a – here's the key. If Andy Dalton doesn't throw interceptions, Cincinnati's got a great chance to win. The Giants have taken advantage of turnovers, and that's great. That's what you're supposed to do. But if the other quarterback does not turn the ball over, you know, Eli is susceptible for throwing interceptions – that the Giants have just snuck by in a lot of these games. They should have lost to Baltimore at home. They needed a late field goal to beat New Orleans at home. That there hasn't really been that great home game, I think, from the Giants. They lost to the Redskins at home. That there's so many close games the Giants are playing right now that I think Cincinnati is just due to kind of get this thing going and go in the right direction. And I think the Bengals is a short dog on Monday night are worth a look against. How about that? So the Bengals get two. And again, Odell Beckham has been much better. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what the Giants have at home in this matchup with Cincinnati. we got about 90 seconds left here. And again, that's the voice of Kevin Rogers, uh, VegasInsider.com senior handicapper. Tell them more about Vegas Insider and where they can find more of the information online that they're hearing about on Three Dog Thursday here, Kevin. Yeah, November's a great month. College basketball underway, NBA's underway, hockey's underway, but of course the focus is on the NFL and college football, and you can find all of our great material on there. My Pick 6 column, which has uh, fared better the last few weeks, also our Total Talk column, which focuses on nothing but the NFL totals, our tech trends as well, that for both college and the NFL, if you want to look, uh, if you're just a trend player, you can look at that. We're also going to preview all the big college action as well and you can check out all of our odds on there you can check us out on twitter at twitvi that we uh, we tweet out a lot of our material on there to to lead you to the website and uh just a very very busy time of year and if you're a sports fan it's the time to uh to pay attention and maybe get some winners at VegasInsider.com. Okay, again, check them out. Again, check Kevin out on Twitter as well, at VI Rogers. You can also follow this show, keep up with our picks, and much more as the weekend unfolds at Three Dog Thursday on Twitter. You can also find us online at ThreeDogThursday.com. Reminder again, this show not only on RadioInfluence.com where you can hear it, you can also subscribe to hear it via iTunes and Stitcher, and we want you to promote the show, rate the show, tell everybody that you have a blast listening to this show. You and I need to have bounce-back weeks this week, Kevin Rogers, and you're going to go Kansas Jayhawks over Iowa State, Minnesota Vikings getting those points against the Redskins, and Cincinnati on Monday night against the Giants in the NFL. I'll go West Virginia at Texas getting two. I like my Memphis Tigers, my alma mater. You want me to do it one more time, don't you? Go Tigers, go. The Tigers and USF Saturday night give me in the American Conference Memphis at home, plus the three, and I like the Denver Broncos uh, to flex their muscle, get some swagger back, and win in the Big Easy against the Saints outright as a two-point underdog. So those are our underdogs. Kevin, good luck with those underdogs. Enjoy all the games this week. We look forward to talking to you next week on Three Dog Thursday, sir. Absolutely. Thank you very much. There is Kevin Rogers. Again, follow him at VI Rogers on Twitter. Follow this show at Three Dog Thursday. And we thank you for being with us as part of the only digital radio show that is devoted to underdogs in college football and the NFL. It is Three Dog Thursday. Bye. Radio Influence brings you the best in digital media broadcasting. When it comes to sports, we've got experts like national sports radio host Rich Herrera, the fabulous sports babe, former Major League Baseball manager Kevin Kennedy, and former Bellator matchmaker Sam Kaplan. Want a good laugh? Then go on the beach with Pants and Roller Girl, or just LOL with Nancy Alexander. And when it comes to real life, Dangerous Conversation with Scott Ledger and Beyond the Badge with Vincent Hill will make you you think.
When it comes to what you want, Radio Influence has you covered. Find our programming on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and RadioInfluence.com. <laughs> 